I don't I don't have that big of a hankering to go to Provo, Utah. So I, I'm, uh, I, I'm you could count me out on that. So uh, I don't much care. I'm I'm looking forward to going to all of them, and uh, and can't wait. You know, soon after to be going to all the different SEC venues. So I'm a I love going to stadiums. I've always loved pulling into other to opponent stadiums and uh, getting the, the the feeling and excitement, and uh, always enjoyed it. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to going to all of them. Really. I can't stop laughing about that, and apparently that's the first time that Parker Thune heard that because he looked appalled when he heard Bob Stoops say, uh, yeah, I don't really have, have much interest in going to pro Bob you Stoops don't. and I are beefing, Tyler, <laughs> for the first time in recorded history. Uh, Bob man. Stoops and I are beefing. I did not expect him uh, to answer it that way when I asked him, like, hey, like all these OU fans, all the OU fans – Want to go to BYU? What about you? Nah, not really. I don't have much interest in going to Provo. I, I love it. I think it's great. So Bob Stoops is out on Mormon country. I, I am in on more Mormon country in Provo, Utah. Bob Stoops is out. Listen, you know, honestly, I'm the type of person that was just made for Provo, Utah. I'm riding my element at dry bars. It's the uh, Nebraska side of the Nebraska-Iowa line there in Omaha is basically what it is. Vegas, of course, is the Iowa side. Yes, and trust me, the Vegas side of the Nebraska-Iowa border is Council Bluffs, and we don't talk about Council Bluffs. We don't talk about Council Bluffs on the show unless we're making fun of it. No, that was was Bob on uh, with the Rush yesterday, and like I said, just classic, classic Bob Stoops response. Big 12 schedule, we thought we might get it yesterday. Uh, uh, was maybe hoping that we could get it today. Well, Mac Rhodes, Baylor AD says, yeah, don't count on that. Which ADs do we trust? Because all the ADs are sending us mixed signals at this point. The UCF AD has said something about it. Mac Rhodes has now said something about it. The Houston AD, I think, has said something about it. We just need Joe C to, to, to come on the record and say, hey, guys, it's January 24th. That's when we're going to hear. I just need some clarity. I will take Joe C's word for it. Because Josie is the godfather. But you know Josie isn't going to say anything. Because if the Oklahoma athletic director were the one to break the news on the new Big 12 schedule, you know it would cause a firestorm on social media. People would be like, you're not even in this conference anymore. Yeah, I into January, I'm not believing it, Parker. Because I heard the end of December. I heard, uh, what, what? no, I heard late November. I heard early December. Now I heard mid-January, now I'm hearing late January. They're just going to announce each game. Like You know how we hear the TV times the Monday before? <laughs> That's when we're going to find out the games this year. They're going to be announcing opponents. Yeah. The six, Six-day window. Six-day window. Sorry, you'll find out next Sunday uh, where you play. Uh, so maybe book those trips to Provo now. I don't know. Uh, well, geez, you think a tequila peddler would like Provo, says Peyton? Yeah, they don't have much rock and roll tequila out there in Provo. Yeah, probably not good for business. And, I, I, okay, I can understand where Bob's coming and from. And they now. hurt his Heisman Trophy quarterback back in the 2009 season opener. So maybe he has a reason not to have any interest in going to Provo. Okay, Bob, if you're listening, I take it all back. <laughs> we are no longer beefing. I understand your point of view. I respect you. We're good. M- uh, meanwhile, the Pac-12, they do know their schedule. Uh, I guess their schedules got released today. Mule Shoe is at Oregon. Muleshoe is at Notre Dame, 
and he has Utah, UCLA, and Washington all at home. Uh, he had a very manageable schedule last year. A little bit tougher of a schedule next year for year two. Is it a little bit tougher? Yeah, it well, feels he, like gets, he gets Oregon and Washington out of uh, – uh, he didn't play either one of those teams last year. So, yeah, I think it's tougher. Okay. Now, regardless, USC will be a two-loss team because that's what always happens. They'll win a couple games they shouldn't. They'll lose one game they shouldn't. They'll end up with two losses. More than likely, yeah. Uh, at Oregon, at Notre Dame, Utah, UCLA, and Washington uh, for USC next year. Colorado opens up on the road for Prime's debut as the CU head coach at TCU. What is – okay, so you we've all seen at this point the first season schedule for Colorado under the direction of Deion Sanders. Knee-jerk reaction. What do you think their record is in 2023? Uh, I think they are a – I'm going to give them seven wins next year. Okay, seven I'm, and five team. Yeah, that's exactly what I would have said. Seven and five seven team. Seven wins. Which, that's yeah. a six-win improvement from a year ago. He will be in line uh, potentially for Pac-12 Coach of the Year next year if you have a six-win improvement. No doubt. I, the bar is very low at Colorado, which makes Dion's job even easier than it already is because – if you get that program to a bowl game in year one, Lord knows those fans are going to be thrilled, the BMDs are going to be thrilled, and you're going to be garnering, na- garnering national championship buzz come 2024 because yeah. that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, Colorado. Uh, I-, I wonder if uh, OU fans will be rooting for him or rooting against him. I feel like Colorado has turned in one of those programs from you really don't care what they were doing and you honestly didn't even notice what they were doing to now it's you're really rooting for Dion or you despise him and you hope that they roll off a 1-11 again. I'm just curious as to what or how OU fans feel about it. Maybe they still don't care about Colorado, even though Dion's there. Colorado is one of those programs, one of those brands that I'm okay with it when they're good. I don't have beef with Colorado as a program. I don't have an expressed desire to watch them fail. And I... I don't really have a reason to hate Deion Sanders, at least not, not yet. Deion seems like that type of guy where four to five years down the road, some things might go down or he might start winning enough and recruiting well enough that maybe he becomes hateable to the rest of college football. But I don't have any reason to hate Deion Sanders yet. I would like to see Colorado be successful. Yeah, I, uh, I don't want Colorado ripping off national championships or anything like that. Then uh, you see what Dion starts to do in recruiting. Um, but sure, if Colorado wins eight or nine games next year and they go to the Alamo Bowl, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's okay. I, I don't think if Dion gets it going there, it's going to have a huge overall impact on OU. In a couple of situations here and there, but I don't think all of a sudden Dion's going to be invading the state of Texas and the state of Oklahoma and just pulling kids left and right. I will say Dion's made a lot of offers in the state of Oklahoma. As of late. Cooper Alexander, uh, just uh, uh-huh. down the street in Washington, being one of them. Sure. Uh-huh. So, no, he's he's making a foray everywhere. He's offering kids all over the place. And I guarantee you not all these kids have committable offers. But he and his staff have been handing out offers like hotcakes over the first few weeks of their regime. Uh, Florida Sooner says Colorado is a the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation. I am for Colorado if they can elevate to where they consistently beat USC. <laughs> that's it. That's actually a good answer. If uh, Colorado or anyone else can keep USC from being the top team in the Pac-12 or soon the top team in the Big Ten, 
then sure, that's who you're rooting for. Speaking I guess. of the Pac-12, uh, somehow we didn't touch on the Jaden Rashada situation. Yeah, last well, hour. yeah, we got to a lot uh, last hour, but couldn't fit that one in. He has officially requested the release from his national letter of intent at Florida. The word is he's going to head back to Pac-12 country. The programs that I have heard cited as the schools that will be contenders for Rashada's services are Cal, Arizona State, Colorado, Washington, and, oh gosh, is there anybody else? Oregon, I guess, even though they just got Austin Novosad. I don't know if they're They'll push terribly hard for Rashada with Nova Sad in the fold. But it seems like Jaden Rashada, the California native, is going to be headed back to Pac-12 country. And the one team that intrigues me, as far as that whole can of worms is concerned, is Arizona State. How long do you take it? How, how long do you think it takes Kenny Dillingham to get things kicking at Arizona State? Well, he's got 25 players so far committed in the transfer portal. Um, I think it's going to take two years for him to get it going at Arizona State. I think that he's probably going to have a really good recruiting class next year. Um, they got some good players via the portal. It's just they're, they're going to have to build that roster up, and I don't think it happens this year because I think the Pac-12 actually has a decent chance of maybe not having a playoff team but being as good top to bottom as it's been in a while. Here's what folks don't understand about Arizona State. I feel like a lot of folks don't understand about Arizona State. It's a good job as long as you don't screw it up. There's a reason Herm Edwards came out of a decade-long retirement to take a college job, and Arizona State was the job he picked. That's a fine job if you do it right and you do it the right way. Now, Herm Edwards and his staff didn't understand the nuances of skirting NCAA regulations, and were very blatant in their violation of said regulations, and that caused things to fall apart quickly down there in Tempe. But, much like Colorado, it's not a school that's hard to recruit to. No, I, it, the school recruits itself. Uh, Tempe, I've, I've never been to Tempe before, but apparently Mill Street or Mill Avenue, whatever it is, is legendary. College kids like to go to Arizona State, and there's not a ton of elite talent in Arizona, but they have some um, they they have some top tier players year in and year out in that state. Well, they got a five star tight end in that state this year, right? Spencer Rattler was a five star quarterback. Um, I mean, Brock Purdy was from the state of Arizona. I, I can name some players in Arizona. Bijan Robinson was from Arizona, right? So I don't think that you can get twenty five legit kids a year from there. But if you're able to kind of own the state and get the top six, seven, eight kids a year, you're, you're going to end up building a pretty nice roster, especially to compete in the Pac-12. So I don't think it's a top 15 job, but is a fringe top 25 job? Yeah, maybe when it's going. Maybe. I, I just don't know what their commitment to football is out there, how high, how high of a commitment it is. Yeah, well, and I think what you, you, you said it well. It's a top 25 job when it's going. Well, you got to get it going first. And you got to get people believing in Arizona State again. And that's more difficult to do in the Pac-12 these days when you have USC ostensibly on the come up, Oregon a consistent winner, and everybody buzzing about Colorado. I think we'd be talking a lot more about Arizona State and what Kenny Dillingham's building down there were it not for the whole Colorado situation, the fact that that's naturally going to dominate the offseason headlines. Uh, 972 area code says, a lot of track, a lot of attractive women at ASU. Uh, that's what I heard. 
Cam says, went to Boulder in 1986 to watch OU beat Colorado. Boz had the entire stadium in a rage. CU fans were as bad as LSU fans. Instead of being drunk, lots of them were stoned out of their minds. Beautiful setting for college football. Uh, here's another one that says, Colorado, horrible fans throwing beer and cussing you out in Boulder. Hate Colorado in all caps. I've said this many a times on this radio station. I agree that Colorado – I don't think it's so much Colorado fans. Like, the, the students that go to CU, uh, they're, they're really bad fans. You're going to get F-bombed uh, at CU if you go to a game out there in Boulder. I witnessed really? it. I witnessed it in 2003 when OU was out there. It wasn't as bad as LSU fans, but okay, it was, it was pretty you. bad. Second worst fans I've, I've ever seen. Behind Missouri? No, LSU 1, oh, okay. Colorado 2, Tech 3. Okay, fair enough. I'm, I'm with you on the mm. Tech thing. Hundred um, percent. So, how long has it been since you were out there in Colorado? Like Boulder, uh, two. It's been like two weeks, less than two weeks since I've actually well, been I, in Boulder like for a football game. Two thousand three. Okay, the last so time. it has. Okay, so twenty years. Here's my theory: the legalization of the leaf has mellowed all those people out. Uh, I don't know, man. Because if you roll through Boulder, like I did two weeks ago, you'll see a lot of California license plates, like. The stigma around CU, like for people that live in Colorado, it's just a bunch of spoiled California kids that actually go to CU Boulder. And that's that I think that that's very accurate. And they're just like a bunch of punk kids out there that just want to talk trash and really don't know what's going on. For the most part, of course. Somebody on the text line said, Buffs like to roll more ways than one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure that's on a t shirt somewhere. Jason OC said, Colorado fans are Texas Tech fans in high altitude. See? All right. Now we got everyone officially intimidated. I'm officially intimidated. Uh, Went to Tempe, Scottsdale last summer for vacation. And uh, yeah, I see why kids would go to ASU. Just walk around the local targets. (laughs) <laughs> laughing emoji. Is there something like what, what is it about Tempe targets? Am I missing something there? Well, I just think um, the target in Tempe is where you can see what's very uh, attractive ah, okay. about about the area. If yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, eighteen to twenty two year old girls do love themselves. They do love target. themselves some Target and the Tempe Target. Randomly, I found out via the internet today. You want to tie Provo back into this conversation? Provo has the has the world's smallest operating Target. Maybe that's why Bob. Maybe Bob's a big Target guy, and that's why he doesn't want to see a game out in Provo. I don't know. I don't know. I need to ask him next time he's on why he uh, wasn't a, a fan of going to uh, Provo for a football. Yeah, game. I need to know the backstory here. I need to know why why specifically Bob has beef with Provo and BYU because you presented a couple of compelling theories. I just need to know definitively. Uh, let me see a few more. USC fans are the worst fans I have encountered by far. Actually, gotten a fight in the stadium in the seats. Was this pre-Mule Shoe or post-Mule Shoe? I'm going to guess because... this was pre-Mule Shoe in Miami for the national championship game. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Bet Neon Dion would love to have Sawchuck uh, in. Too bad, too late. That's from Mr. Flash. Peyton says Target is where all the hot girls shop, so Tempe would be even better. <laughs> so ev- everyone knew uh, what that texture was saying about Target, I guess. All right, well, the question is, can Kenny Dillingham leverage his recruiting pitch. I'm sure he'll try to that end because, like, it's one of the more famous recruiting stories. It's not ASU; it's Tempe, 
But Gronk committed to Arizona because of the pool parties that were in Tucson. And I'm going to guess if you can get Gronk to commit to the University of Arizona because of some pool parties, I bet you can do something very similar at Arizona State. Just a guess that I have. What do you think it's like to be Gronk's brothers? Because Gronk has like three or four brothers that all played college football. One of them at Kansas State. Yeah, exactly. Glenn, I think it was, was the one at Kansas State. But like... They were all just regular guys, fullbacks slash tight ends, playing blue-collar college football, and then they have a brother who's going to be a first-ballot NFL Hall of Famer. I'm sure they're living all right. I'm sure they are living all right, but I'm sure they're also like, dang, what genes did he get that we didn't? I'm sure they've been in a commercial or two, and they've probably gotten paid because of it, because the Gronk brothers are a legendary story in in their own. Like it, you know, So I, I'm sure that they've uh, profited quite nicely off of that. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. In case you haven't heard, there's a pretty big basketball game tonight in Stillwater. And, yes, it's still early on in the conference slate, but a lot is on the line for both teams, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Bedlam at 8 p.m. in Stillwater. We'll talk about that next. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Buicks are back. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno has a lot full of new 2023 Envisions. That's right, several to choose from. Take up to $3,100 off MSRP. Price to sell and ready to move. Load up this new year in a new 2023 Envision and drive those savings right back to the bank. Envisions on the lot. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC. I-40 and Highway 81 exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. Hey Sooners, I'm OU alum James Spann, founder of Boyd Street Ventures. We're a Norman-based venture capital firm that invests in innovative, under-the-radar Oklahoma startups. We also help them grow faster and target above-average returns. And you can use your IRA for your investment, so it couldn't be easier to diversify your portfolio and support your fellow Sooners. Boyd Street Ventures, under the radar, above the crowd. Check us out at BoydStreetVentures.com. Boomer! Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that's what you can expect. For more than a century, we've been serving up exceptional customer service and financial guidance to our customers across Oklahoma and Arkansas. Open a checking account today so we can serve you too. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank today. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Are you in need of purchasing your own health insurance? Are you turning 65 and confused about Medicare? Are you an employer looking at offering benefits to your staff? Call the agents at Allison Insurance. They'll sort through the confusion. They're not captive to just one company, and they'll get the best option for you. Don't get frustrated. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. Allison Insurance. They are the experts. Norman Parks and Recreation proudly presents the 2023 Daddy-Daughter Dance on February 4th at Embassy Suites in Norman. Dads and daughters will dance the night away, plus new this year, a sensory-friendly space for anyone who would like to enjoy the dance at a lower level. There will be three dance times to choose from, and you can purchase your tickets at cityofnorman.thunderticks.com. The dance will also be broadcast right here on 1400 AM at 7 PM for those participating at home. For more information, visit normanparks.com. 
I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting Paralyzed Veterans of America. I joined the Navy to serve my country while parachuting with my platoon. My parachute didn't open, and I broke my neck. Thanks to PVA, paralyzed veterans are getting specialized medical care and treatments, the jobs they want, and the accessible vehicles and homes they need. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Learn more at pva.org. <laughs> Plumbing problems got you down? Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing has your back. Tired of taking that freezing cold 30-second shower? We can handle it. That nasty cold weather burst your pipes? We can fix that too. At Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing, no job is too big or small for our team of experts. So give us a call or visit us online at normanair.com. That's normanair.com, the heating, air conditioning, and plumbing company you can count on. Sooner fans, don't miss your chance to see the 2022 NCAA National Champion Women's Gymnastics Team in 2023. Season and single meet tickets are on sale now, as well as group ticket opportunities starting at just $3. There are five opportunities to see your national champions at the Lloyd Noble Center this season, and the Sooners will host two national championship rematches against Utah and Florida. For tickets to the best show in town, visit Soonersports.com. Boomer Sooner. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune joining me inside the Buffalo Wild Wings studio today. 405-651-3439. I was looking at some uh, non-conference games for next year. Tell me if any of these interest you. The opening Thursday night games that we have, August 31st, Florida at Utah, a rematch from last year in the Swamp. Does that catch your attention? Florida at Utah in the opening Thursday night. Man, Florida won that game, didn't they? Yeah, because Cam Rising throws an interception in the end zone when they're about to go in and score. It was a really bad pick. Is Utah a playoff team if Florida doesn't win that football game? Um, Yeah, I think they might be. I think they might be. That's just... That's one of the most forgettable games of the entire 2022 campaign, even though it was a really good game because it was instantly one up. I believe it was the same night where you had LSU and Florida State. LSU-Florida State was on Monday night. It was on Labor Day. Okay. And I think that Florida-Utah game was on the uh, Saturday, I want to say. I think it was on Saturday. So Florida-Utah, does that get your attention? Opening Thursday night? I'll take that. All what, things considered, that's not the worst game we could have to kick off the college football season. What about LSU and Florida State week one in Orlando? Yeah, well, again, I think that one is super intriguing because both those teams could be preseason top ten programs next year. Notre Dame will host Ohio State in the non-conference next year. Mm. I got I to gotta see who's playing quarterback for Ohio State before I formulate my thoughts on that game. <laughs> Seriously, I might because, say Notre Dame could be an early favorite in that game, potentially. Yeah, Sam Hartman, man. Like that – Notre Dame's issues aren't exclusive to the quarterback position, but I think you put an established, proven quarterback at the helm for the Fighting Irish, and that's a program that ought to win double-digit games. Bama will host Texas in Week 2, so uh... – the big game for Quinn Ewers. Maybe he can beat Spencer Sanders this time around, who'll be the starting quarterback at Alabama. Kidding. That has not happened. That has not happened. Now, I I know we made all those jokes about Bama going to Austin and winning by seventy, and then they won by one point. But realistically, 
How how much do you think Alabama wins that game by? Uh, I, I do think that there's going to be incentive to, you know, win that game by a wider margin than they did a year ago. I'll be looking at Bama to win that game way too early in the 17 to 21 range is what I'm thinking right now. How you feel about that? Is that, that too much? Well, it's another pro- Alabama is another program where I don't question that they're going to be really good next season. I'm just very curious who's going to be playing quarterback. Is it a portal guy? Is it Ty Simpson? Is it Jalen Milrow? I don't think it's Jalen Milrow, but who is it? CU and TCU, Colorado, TCU. That's week one in Fort Worth. Here's a really odd one, and I, I maybe it's just me that thinks that this home and home is odd, but it's just uh, it, it's just different. Oregon at Texas Tech. Does that seem weird to anyone else but me? Oregon going to West Texas to play uh, Texas Tech in Lubbock. I saw that one today. I was like, I never thought that they that's would a schedule pretty, a home and home that's together. It's a pretty bizarre non-con matchup. You think Texas Tech hangs around in that one? Uh, I think there's a chance they could be preseason top 25 to start the year. So do they hang around in that matchup? Yeah, I think they hang around against Oregon. Absolutely. Texas Tech, who did they open the season with last year? Houston, that was who they played. And that was a good game. Te- I think Houston was um, a top 25 team, maybe the 25th ranked team going into that game. And they were. Ago. And I'm pretty sure Tech won that game, did they not? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. A&M at Miami, that was one of the worst football games played this year. <laughs> Awful. But A&M will play at Miami next year. we gotta, we got to come up with a catchy name for that game. And what could have been OU and Georgia. Should be on the schedule this year for a non-conference game, and but it's not. It's OU and SMU. OU and SMU instead, which will Boo. still be pretty fun. Like I'll I'll take OU and SMU. I think there's some intrigue there. I'm trying. Okay, so you got Arkansas State, you got Tulsa, and you got SMU. Which game of those three are you most looking forward to? Because I would say Tulsa. I'm Tulsa because it's a road trip, I guess. I mean, yeah, well, because it's a road Kevin trip. They have Kevin Wilson. They have some, you know, familiar players on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, it's 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 Tulsa. I think I would agree. And I think all of the intriguing subplots between the coaches that are participating is what heightens my level of intrigue. 8 o'clock on ESPNU. Oklahoma State minus two tonight. Um, if you're going to get a road win in the Big 12, this would be a very good place to get one because – well, you're only a two-point favorite. I think you're the better team than Oklahoma State. I think you're going to have the better player on the floor tonight with Grant Sherfield. This is just um, this is one of those that you need to win. I mean, they are right there on the bubble seemingly every single week. You, you, you need to go up to Stillwater and win this game. It doesn't crater your tournament chances, obviously, but th- this is one of those you need to go out and get. It's a tough place to play. When was the last time OU won there? Was it the Trey Young year? Well, the Trey Young year, they actually lost. Oh, did they? Yeah, they had a. a they were getting beats early, bad, and then he goes off, and then OSU rallies late to win. I think it's been um, Buddy. I think it was Buddy's last year. The Final Four year is the last time that they really? won. Really? Yeah, I think it's been a while. Yeah, Gallagher Iba, man. Text line can correct me if I have that wrong, but I know they won Buddy's last year, and I can't remember a year they won up there other than that. It's a tough place to go and play basketball. And I think for Porter Moser and this program, that's the hump that I think they need to get over more so than anything else. They need to go on the road and beat somebody. Beat somebody that can actually play. And whether that's Oklahoma State or whether that comes later on the Big 12 schedule, I think you need a win like this, like this one would be tonight, in order to start feeling really good about your tournament chances. 
and really good about your ability to go to uh, a hostile environment or a neutral site come March and hang with a top-tier college basketball program. So over the first year and a half of the Moser era, Oklahoma's been there. They've been right there so often, but in so few of those instances, and the win in Lubbock a couple weeks ago was a nice departure from the norm, but in so few instances have they been able to close the deal. Well, and that's why I say that I think best-case scenario tonight is, you know, it's a route. They bring the Rowdy back to GIA for one game. It's a really good home court environment for Oklahoma State. By the way, it's it's OSU's a two-point favorite. I don't know if I said that the opposite way or not, but OSU's a two-point favorite tonight. Best-case scenario to me is it's a tight game all the way through, and then with four minutes left, you're the one. You're the team that has the quality offensive possessions. You're getting good shots. You're knocking down those shots, and then you're getting stops on the other end. You know, I, would I take a 20-point win? Of course I would take a 20-point win. But I think that this team has been, you know, they, they've been good, I think, for the most part. they just got to figure out a way to close the final four minutes of a game. And you're going to need to reverse that fortune at some point, have some confidence you're going to do it. How about tonight, man? Go win the game in the final four minutes. And, and I think that starts with getting some quality shots and not, you know, maybe forcing up some shots late that aren't, aren't good takes in the end. And I also think this program's trying to find its identity, Tyler, and has been. And this isn't exclusive to the Moser era. I think this has been an issue for the program ever since Trey Young's departure. What kind of basketball team is Oklahoma? What is their calling card? What is their bread and butter? And to me, as I look at this roster, you have a guy in Grant Sherfield that has emerged as a true alpha scorer. He could be. Um, there's a chance he's a first-team All-Big 12 uh, at the end of this year. The, I think there's a chance. Yeah. The Achilles heel, I actually think there are two of them, there isn't enough size that's for been Oklahoma. The, that's been the case for a while. And it has like. been the case for a while. They have just not been able to shore that up for whatever reason. And the, the one that I think doesn't get talked about as much is that here in 2023, there's one thing that they had over the last few years that they conspicuously lack this time around, and that is a lights-out three-point shooter. Last couple seasons, it was Mo Gibson. And they got some guys that can shoot from the outside. Shoot, everybody on this program can shoot from the outside to a certain extent. But you don't have that guy that you can turn to and know that if you need him to heat up, he's going to heat up. Yeah, Sherfield's 44.8% from three uh, this year. What, 17.6 points a game? Like I said, I think he is in the mix for all Big 12. Uh, but he's going to have to continue this pace. I like this scoring pace up. It's he, He's going to have to uh, keep this up. I, I am interested how OU fans feel about Porter Moser now. Because we've seen about, what, a year and a half so far uh, of things. 405-651-3439. I'd love to look at the text line and just kind of see what the overall feel from OU fans is on Porter Moser. I, I like Porter. I mean, I think his his track record is is very proven. I, I know that he lost his job at um, – where did he lose his job in the past? Was it UALR? I forget where it was at. But he's been to a Final Four and a Sweet 16 at Loyola Chicago. Like, obviously, he can coach at this level and coach at a very high level. I'm just interested in how the rest of the fan base thinks. What he has to do better, what this program has to do better, what direction that they have to move towards for him to get to where, you know, they're a Sweet 16 capable of a basketball team. So hit us up with that question. I'll be interested to hear uh, what everyone says. And we can get to that and a whole lot more coming up next. We'll talk more OU basketball, more football, more Cruton. Keep it locked on the ref. We are the homeless Sooner fans. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. 
Listen up, folks. Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman is ready to hire you. The construction is starting on our new service facility, so we're looking to hire service technicians now. This is a huge opportunity for anyone looking for a career with guaranteed growth potential. We offer sign-on bonuses, excellent benefits, and fast-track training. Our goal is to help you succeed. Call Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman or go to LandersCDJRNorman.com today. After an amazing run to the College World Series Finals. It's got a chance. Track. Wall. Goal! Skip Johnson and the boys are back and poised for another run to Omaha. Got him! Swing it! And you can unhitch the wagon! Put the ponies in the barn! Catch the entire 2023 season right here on the Ref 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, and on the go anywhere in the world on the KREF app. The home of Sooner fans and your flagship station for Sooner baseball. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Weight loss surgery is more than a procedure. It's a life-changing experience. At Norman Regional's Journey Clinic, our goal is to empower our patients so they can achieve their fullest potential in health and in life. Our nationally accredited program offers support through every stage of your weight loss journey, giving you all the resources you need along the way. The path to a healthier you isn't one you have to walk alone. Call 405-515-2049 or visit journeyclinic.com to set an appointment and discover if Journey Clinic is right for you. My name is Dee, and I dream big. I need a good job to get what I want, so I signed up for DRS Transition. Are you a teen with a disability? Get free career counseling. Work experience. And a paycheck. DRS Transition helped us get ready for life. Dream big. Dream big. Contact Oklahoma Department of Rehabilitation Services, 800-487-4042, or okdrs.gov. Do you know after a disaster strikes, if you don't take the right steps, you could sign away a large amount of your insurance claim to the wrong company? It's your insurance claim. You've paid a lifetime for it, and you are most vulnerable when disaster strikes. Don't let anyone start work immediately on your property until you know what to do next. Your insurance claim and future depend on it. You need a company to help point you. Do you know after a disaster strikes, if you don't take the right steps, you could sign away a large amount of your insurance claim to the wrong company? It's your insurance claim. You've paid a lifetime for it, and you are most vulnerable when disaster strikes. Don't let anyone start work immediately on your property until you know what to do next. Your insurance claim and future depend on it. You need a company to help point you in the right direction. 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver has been the name to trust since 1988. Working for you, not the insurance company. How was your job to school? Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then, someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. For Native American children living in poverty, there are very few opportunities. But at St. Joseph's Indian School, they have a chance to dream. I can dream of sharing my culture with the world. I can become a nurse and help other people feel better too. I can dream of riding into a brighter future. Since 1927, St. Joe's has provided a path to a brighter future through education for Native American children. Learn more at stjo.org today. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. 
and in that split second, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. It is the rush on the ref, Tyler McComas and Parker Thune. Before I get to these texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, we have a lot of interaction about uh, how they feel about Porter Moser. What do you think the split is going to be here in terms of fans who are supportive and still excited versus fans say, he sucks? I think what people like about Porter Moser is the energy. I think what people dislike about Porter Moser is the fact that Oklahoma has repeatedly, under his direction, found a way to collapse late in games. And I will say, I was a bit hesitant to accept the criticism of Porter as a late-game X's and O's guy in the early stages of his career as OU's head coach, but I I do think that criticism is a little bit more founded today than it was a year ago. Uh, all right, let's read them. 405, need to get the Groves duo to graduate and move on. It was a good first year, but should have had the discernment to know he needed to keep upgrading. Love Porter as a head coach. Just hope this stage wasn't too big for him. He's acting like a small fish. Need to start thinking with the mindset of a big fish. Uh, 620 area code. Porter is awesome. Hard to take a huge step forward with the worst home court advantage in Power 5 basketball. Yeah, Can't consistently get upper echelon talent when kids see that uh, half-empty arena. Uh, this one says, I personally love Moser. It's tough, unfortunately, to recruit towards OU. Always been an issue. You can't even bring players in on visits unless it's OSU, Texas, or KU, or football games. The passion is there. Groves brothers need to be better. They are the key. Uzan has been great. He'll give you good things every game. We just lack inside presence. But all that said, so close to being undefeated in the Big 12. That's Craig from OKC. Here's, here's what I think people need to remember regarding Porter Moser. This was the biggest fish in the coaching carousel in that 2021 offseason. That was OU the got year the, after they were they were in the Sweet 16, right? Loyola, yes, Loyola yeah. went to the Sweet 16, knocked off a number one seed in Illinois. Yep. It was the second Sweet 16 run under Moser's direction for Loyola Chicago, obviously following that tremendous Final Four run in 2018. But people need to understand, Porter Moser was the biggest fish in the pond that offseason as it pertained to uh, head coaches for Power 5 basketball programs. He was a guy that everybody wanted. And he felt that the fit at Oklahoma was most conducive to what he and his family were looking for. And the Sooners managed to make the biggest splash hire of that offseason in that regard. Now, I what I worry is that people are going to get their expectations too high too quickly. And what you need to understand about Oklahoma basketball as a program historically is that there's there's always been a ceiling, Tyler, and very rarely have you seen teams and coaches be able to break through that ceiling. Lon Kruger did it with Buddy Heald. Kelvin Sampson did it in the 2002 season when they went to the Final Four. Obviously, Billy Tubbs did it in 1988. But 
Oklahoma as a program has consistently been second tier nationally in the yeah, sport Yeah, I mean, I, I do I, think they're the best program that's never won a national championship. And I agree. But, um, yeah, I, I still I think they've had some, some really good success over the years. They're not a blue blood. And I don't think that they're necessarily a Tier 1 program. If you want to call them a second-tier program, okay. But for a second-tier program, they've had some really good years in there. No, they have. And they're probably the best team in 1988. And maybe if you play that 0-2 Final Four again, if Qantas White didn't get hurt, maybe they win it. But this goes back to the comment that we just had on the text line. I think in order for Oklahoma realistically to elevate to a point where they're within the top-tier programs across college basketball, which I think is attainable – I think you need to have greater institutional investment into the sport of basketball, and that starts with a new, or at the very least, a drastically revamped venue. No, I'll agree with that. Porter is awesome. Uh, Let's see. I personally love Moser. I think he's building a program a lot like we had with Kelvin Sampson, blue-collar and tough. Once it gets going, we'll likely make the tournament regularly and be a tough out. But we still have first-round exits and not likely to be a conference champ. That's Eric in Illinois. Uh, Big Porter Moser fan. Need more athleticism. Feel like opponents have always have more talent. Mustang Casey says, anyone thinks that Porter Moser isn't a good coach or isn't doing a good job, doesn't know basketball, and should be ignored. Well, again, there's a reason why that guy was so coveted. And there's a reason why... There were programs that were trying to poach Porter Moser from Loyola, Chicago, long before Oklahoma came to the table. I'm talking years prior. And so, hey, you do not get this far. You do not fly this high in the coaching profession if you don't know what you're doing. Porter Moser certainly knows what he's doing. The thing is, he's in a meat grinder of a conference, and quite frankly... He's at a drastic disadvantage when it comes to facilities and institutional buy-in. He is, and now more than maybe ever because the drum in Austin, I've seen a game there. Like, you want to talk smack on the LNC? You want to talk crap on the LNC? The Irwin Center was bad, man. I mean, it was cavernous, it was massive, and nobody showed up to that place. Well, they got the Moody Center now, which is pretty awesome, right? The Farrell Center, pretty awful place to watch a college basketball game. Baylor's got a new arena on the way. Uh, Kansas State's a cool place to watch the game. Allen Fieldhouse is electric. So I know that they're about to move to the SEC, but there's even some really cool venues in the SEC, man. Like Tennessee gets good crowds. I'm guessing Alabama is packing things out now. Um, Kentucky, of course, is the blue blood of that conference. So, yeah, there, there's got to be more investment, and hopefully that happens for sure. I, they, the new arena needs to happen, 100%. It needs to happen. Right now... The Lloyd Noble Center looks like some sort of <laughs> – on the inside, it looks like an auditorium. On the outside, it looks like some safe house in the event of a nuclear fallout. That's not a, <laughs> that's not a venue that you can recruit to, right? There are plenty of other things to recruit to in Oklahoma for the sport of basketball. Your venue is not one of them. No. And until not. you get to the point where your venue is one of those things that you can legitimately recruit to and something that recruits will gravitate toward and not and not sign with Oklahoma in spite of, then you're always going to be hamstrung. You know who also can't uh, recruit to their, uh, their home court right now? Um, and it is set up nicely to have an awesome home court environment, and it used to have an awesome home court environment. 
Gallagher-Iba Arena. GIA is set up. Like, the Lloyd Noble Center is not. GIA is set up to be an incredibly awesome home court advantage, but they got the same problem right now, man. And maybe even at a larger scale, they can't get anybody to go up there. I'm interested to see what their crowd looks like tonight. On a Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, their biggest rival's coming in, yeah, so if I, it's sold out or not. I just got a text from my coworker Brandon Drum, who's listening, and he chimed in. He said, the practice and training facility for OU is legit and elite. Arena is just a big turd. And that's 100% true. The Blake Griffin, Griffin Center, Center is awesome. Is yeah. awesome. And that's, what, five, six like, years old, something like here's that? The thing. Maybe a little bit older? And that's why I don't want to get this obfuscated in this whole conversation. I know everybody's stoked about the possibility of a new arena, but I also don't think you should discount the possibility that Oklahoma could just give the Lloyd Noble Center a radical facelift. Because I think there's some merit to that end as well. Yeah. By the way, I, I do wonder if uh, Mike Boynton is on any sort of a hot seat up there at OSU or not. Like, if they don't make the tournament again this year, and I think that they're on the wrong side of the bubble as we sit today, and my guess would be that Oklahoma State doesn't make the NCAA tournament this year, I wonder if Mike Boynton is in, is in jeopardy of losing his job at all. I haven't heard a lot of talk about that. I feel like he's still pretty popular with their fans, but... I wonder if the OSU brass is saying, yeah, we need to see some better results up here. Yeah, I I would imagine they'll be more patient with him than that. Now, I think his seat will grow warmer if they don't make the tournament this year, heading into the 23-24 campaign. But I also think he's done enough over the course of his career as Oklahoma State's head coach, uh, certainly including recruiting Cade Cunningham to Stillwater, that he's bought himself some decent yeah. leeway. And what did they do with that? Made it to the second round, right? Didn't they lose to Oregon State in the second round uh, a couple of did, years ago? They? He is 96-79 and 79 in, at Oklahoma State so far in his tenure. 96-79, and 79, one NCAA tournament appearance so far. So he's been there since the 2017-2018 season. His overall Big 12 record is 40 and 53. Not not great. I understand that this is a tough conference, but uh, that's not great, and I don't think it's getting better anytime soon. Sugar Shane in Newcastle had a pretty legendary typo on the Air Comfort Solutions sex line. He said, I cried in the LNC to Taking Back Sunday in 2006, and then he followed up and said, not cried, crowd surf. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, wow, okay. That, that took a dramatic turn. Uh, that it did. Crying to Taking Back Sunday. I, I, I would figure that that's not something Shane in Newcastle wanted to be associated Sooner with, soldier. even if only mistakenly. Sooner Soldier, what channel is Bedlam on? And I can hear the hardcore OU basketball fans saying right now, See? That's the issue! It's game day, and they don't even, people don't even know what channel the game's on. Sooner Soldier, the game is on ESPNU tonight at uh, 8 p.m. 405-651-3439. Keep the text coming. We'll get to them coming up next right here on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Go big and drive home. Save on the new 2023 GMC Sierra 1500 Crew Cab and take $2,500 off MSRP and 2.9% for up to 60 months. Denali 84 and 84X are excluded. And don't miss out on the remaining new 2022 GMCs on the lot. Only at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Don't dream it, drive it. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. The best place to play in 2023 is right here at Riverwind. Just as long as I 
with over 2,800 of your favorite games. You're simply the best. And with the best rewards program in OKC. It's easy to see why Riverwind is the Metro's best casino experience. know what to do if you're stuck on the railroad crossing? Get out of your vehicle. If a train is not approaching, find the blue and white emergency notification system sign on the traffic signs at the crossing. For help, call the number on the sign and give them the crossing number so they know your location and can alert train traffic. Remember, find the blue and white to save your life. When we look back, Let's be proud of what we've become. Stronger and wiser, more caring and patient, more prepared and more resilient than ever before. At First United Bank, we're here to help make sure that when we look back, we'll see that we not only survived, but that we're ready to thrive. And that's something we can all look forward to. With custom signs and graphics from Fast Signs, you can say anything. Invite the world to discover that thing that makes your business unmistakably yours. Make your statement in lights or metal on a van, across the windows. Make it unforgettable. Together, anything is possible. Bright ideas, brilliantly executed, can turn the mundane into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs. Visit FastSigns.com. Looking for a local pharmacy you can trust with your family's health needs? Dave's Health Mart, a locally owned independent pharmacy, is taking new patients. Dave's fills new and existing prescriptions, offers free delivery, drive through services, medication consultations, compound and blood pressure screenings, competitive pricing and quality products combined with expert advice and personalized service. Dave's Health Mart at 329 North Porter. Call 405-360-8882. Caring for you and about you. Diane from Michigan, a disabled senior citizen trying to get by. Henry from Florida, a veteran fighting to make ends meet. Elena from Arizona, a mother struggling to feed her daughter. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I support Feeding America because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year, like Diane, Henry, and Elena. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. Teachers shape the future, right now. In a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who'll make preventing pandemics their life's work. Sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who'll help combat climate change. And generating possibilities for a student who'll be the first in their family to graduate college. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Why did I wait so long to see a retina specialist? Retinal disease can steal your eyesight, but it doesn't have to. Patients who seek care from a retina specialist have the best chance of preventing vision loss due to age-related macular degeneration or diabetic retinopathy. AMD symptoms to look out for are distortion or warping of straight lines, as well as blurred or loss of central vision. Patients with diabetic retinopathy should seek treatment if they notice the appearance of spots or floaters or blurred and distorted vision. Visit seeforalifetime.org. 
The new In Motion Clinic in Norman will work with each patient to take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Functional sports medicine physician Amanda Sadler, MD, is committed to spending time with each patient to help them achieve top-level energy, strength, endurance, and performance. She specializes in the treatment of gut health issues, hormonal health, immune system support, joint pain, fatigue, and thyroid dysfunction. To learn more about functional sports medicine or to schedule an appointment, call 405-515-4040. At In Motion, what moves you moves us. Cavens Construction bringing you this hour of the rush. Cavens tell you all the time because it's true. They do it all. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, 24-7 emergency repairs, and a whole lot more. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can help take the ease off of your staff but fix those pesky problems in your office building. Cavens Construction, 405-573-3048. That's 405 405- Five seven three thirty forty eight. Well, I think um, one thing that we found out so far today, Parker Thune, is that the approval rating for one Porter Moser is still um, still very high with the fan base. I think the text line is a good tool to kind of see how the fan base is feeling about things. And judging by the text line, nine out of ten, I would say, are yeah, we still like Porter. Still a really good head coach. I don't know why you wouldn't like Porter. I understand why. I... <laughs> I understand if some folks are somewhat critical of him based on the way that some of those late-game situations have been managed and based on the way that OU has been unable to close some of those tight, uh, late-scenario games against peer programs in the Big 12. But I don't think you have to be 100% behind every single decision and snap of the fingers that Porter Moser has made to believe that He's the right guy for the job, and he's got Oklahoma basketball headed in the right direction. By the way, speaking of OU basketball, I'll be doing a pregame show on Saturday in Norman before the OU-Baylor game at 3 o'clock at 405 Burger Bar in Norman. Big buns, real meats, as I say on the uh, commercial spot all the time. Parker, 405 Burger Bar in Norman. I'll be there from uh, 1 to 2.30. Come hang out, get a burger, and we'll be talking to OU-Baylor, Big 12 Hoops, and uh, Everything else going on that day. Man, there's some programs that are really down right now. Georgetown is in bad is in bad shape. Uh, Louisville is headed toward the worst season in ACC history. Kentucky's not on the right side of the bubble right now. Creighton was a top 10 team in December, and they've completely tanked. And Texas Tech still does not have a conference win after last night. How long is it until we see message board geniuses repost a post from a Louisville fan advocating for the Cardinals to bring back Rick Pitino? What, you're telling me that that hasn't already happened? <laughs> I'd be shocked if that ha- – I, 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 I would guess that there's a pin thread, Parker, about bringing Rick Pitino back. By the way, uh, we have the outcome this evening already predicted – by a listener in the 918 who says, Sherfield, Tanner, Godwin, Jay Groves, and Hill start. Pokes will choke in last four minutes of the game and lose by six. So, six-point victory tonight for Oklahoma. Take it to the bank. Make your best. OU money line. Or you can just take the two points. But if this texture is saying OU's just going to win by six, then, uh, yeah, go ahead. Hey, it's not like OSU's been great down the stretch either. Now, I know they pushed uh, Kansas and Allen Fieldhouse, but OU did the exact same thing. So, I, OSU has, has struggled down the stretch in games, too. By the way. It, it'll be a close game tonight. I feel strongly about um, that. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Kansas is no longer the best basketball program in its own state. Wow. 
Um, Kansas State wins Sorry, one game. Team, team, not program. Okay, I was about to say, they just won a national championship last year, dude. They Kansas did. State is the best team in Kansas. Jerome Tang is here, and he ain't going anywhere. I wonder how hot of a take that is. Better team, not better program. Right. Clarification. Hour two of the rush coming up next. Keep it locked on the ref. 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series.